Hey, kids, do you like wrestling? Well, we like wrestling, too. We are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino kind of doing a lazy river of wrestling criticism, going through the news and whatever happened in stateside television wrestling. And also, you know what? Sometimes we just like to watch old stuff and talk about that, too. Love for you to give us a listen. If you haven't already, we are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. That was our old music. Hey now, yeah. Oh, I hit the wrong one. Hey now, it's the Mike <laughs> and JD show. Actually, you know what? Let's give respect to A Game. Uh, nobody's. Oh, we got two people. Everybody, I want everybody to listen to our intro song. I want to give respect to A Game by our boy Godilla. All right, let's hit A Game really quick. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick is the click, so I hope you watch your A game. A man, no way from the track when we unite and spit. This isn't A game. Better bring your A game. All right, yeah, hey, <laughs> I hit the wrong damn button. That's how we're starting off hot today. You know, we actually went like like a couple of minutes early, which is weird. We don't we don't really do that. But hey, hey, now it's the Mike and JD show, and I'm your host Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? If we ever started the show right ever. I would be amazed. Hey, we had a couple of viewers ready to go and they're yeah. gone. So whatever. Yeah. Let's just do the show. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They they uh they bailed on us. That's that's pretty funny. Whatever. No, um, so man, uh quick programming note. Hey, before we get started, um, I just want to announce that next week I will not be here. I will not be on the show. I am traveling for work. I'll be on the East Coast doing something. And uh so JD will have a co-host, although I will have my I'll have my laptop with me and I'll be in a hotel. I just don't know which hotel I'm staying at. I don't know the Wi-Fi situation. I don't know any of that stuff. And I don't know my schedule. So typical day in the military. But I I, I got a, I got a trip planned next week. So um, I'm leaving on Monday and I won't be getting back probably till like the following Monday or Tuesday. So I will be out of pocket for a little bit, but I'll have my uh, my laptop with me. And hopefully I can lay down some audio for uh, for the Patreon on my own. And so JD will have a, a guest host. And uh, also, if you're watching this on uh, the Voices of Wrestling YouTube, go ahead and give us a big thumbs up, uh, throw down a comment, subscribe to the channel, and then head over to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show, uh, where we have tons of content every single week for you. Uh, but JD, man, how is everything going for you in your neck of the woods? Good, man. I'm busy this week. We're a lot of stuff going on with school, wrestling practice, uh, preseason wrestling practice is underway. Busy, just busy this time of year. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, man, it's it's a uh, it's super busy. It's super busy for all of us. I think um, it's been a busy day in the, the world of pro wrestling, bro. I um I got up at about four fifty a.m. and I had I think so. I had a, a personal text from you. Um, I had another personal text from my buddy Matt Tristo. And then I had 37 messages from a group <laughs> chat that I'm in Sorry, with JD and uh, John Muse. And I'm like, and I haven't even had coffee yet. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want to look at these messages yet. So I started making my coffee and JD was like, man, you really need to check Twitter. 
And uh, so the first big story that we got to get into and um, is I one of the I, and it's one of the biggest stories in the history of wrestling. And I'll explain to you why. But we got breaking news, breaking news. Oh, what we're breaking. What's going on? Well, it was broken earlier today. I just really wanted to hit the button. I know it was broken oh. about 13 hours ago. <laughs> broken but... about 12 hours ago. <laughs> Mr. I live in Hawaii and I'm always back yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Okay. I know I everybody is alive and well and awake and uh, getting all the news and I'm just sound asleep. Haven't even had my coffee yet. And uh, uh, WWE SmackDown is uh, leaving the Fox network and they are heading to USA network for a reportedly. What's up? Whoa, whoa. As first reported by the Mike oh. and JD show by one yes. DJ Bethel of SE Scoops, we were called yeah. crazy when we posted that. We had a guy on our feed who said, I'm going to bookmark this. <laughs> and Mike, yeah. God, I wish you screenshotted your own tweet today because <laughs> you are the most petty yeah. dude I know and I love you for it. Mike, Mike felt yeah. the need to call out a guy who told us we were wrong when we were right. So we had that information long before everybody else did. So I'm very, yeah. very proud of us for being right for a change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we actually know some guys who do real journalism and BJ Bethel is one of those guys. He's been around a long time. He's got sources in all the companies and, and even with some of the networks and he had a source within Fox that had told him that Fox really was not happy with what they were getting. They're not the return on investment. I think that a lot of people will see SmackDown's uptick in ratings lately as proof that Fox should keep them, but not at that price. No Fox has dude. Fox has hit shows after hit shows. They got the NFL. They got major league baseball. They don't need SmackDown live. And um, they never SmackDown live really never elevated Fox's stock. So Fox never didn't feel the need to overpay them for the, for the product anymore. So, um, and BJ reported that on our show four months ago. He said that this was most likely going to happen. Yep. They got a 40% increase to return to the USA network, right? So yeah. someone I saw someone trying to break this down. I mean, like, okay, let's be real. The stock market did not like the deal for lots of reasons. Right. We can talk about that. Yes. But they got a 40% increase. They so if, if you're if you're just looking at simple dollars and cents, simple dollars and cents, you win. That's a good thing for them. Um, it's probably less than I think a lot of people were expecting. I mean, it's only it's 40%. Like for SmackDown. Mm -hmm. But here's what's crazy is according now the Hollywood reporter seems to be of the mind that Raw and NXT will be leaving the USA network. There's some some people push back on that later because these are two separate deals. Raw and NXT are one package, SmackDown is another package. So it's still is there's differing opinions on whether on whether Raw and NXT would return to USA or whether they will move on. So okay. I'm not sure where that is right now. So I was under the impression that Raw was flat out. Raw and NXT were done on USA. But that was, I guess that was I did the, not know that there was differing. No, that was what the original post said. But then there was this, there was scuttlebutt later in the day from a different source. I forget who off the top of my head. Said that, no, that, that USA, that NBC Universal was still the top contenders to retain Raw and NXT. So wow. I don't know. I don't know where that stands right now. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, because I really went into the show thinking that Raw was gone, and that was like that was where I was like, this is one of the most historic days in wrestling could, history because be. SmackDown has been on several different networks, including yes. USA, but Raw has been on two. 
They've been on USA and the the national network, aka Spike TV, which is now Paramount Network. So they were there for a cup of coffee, I think what four or five years, something like that. I think they got there in like oh one and left in about oh five. I think that's when TNA went to Spike. I'm I'm ballparking it here, so feel free to fact check me on that, people. I think you're but, right. I think, um, about, I think it was oh one to oh four. Or 01 to 05, yeah. something like that. I think I think it was 01 to 05 because 05 is when TNA went to Spike. Yeah. And um, so I, I'm that's a ballpark figure. So again, if you're in the chat or if uh, you, you're watching this and you you see this later on Twitter, just uh, hit hit me up, hit me up, and tell me tell me the truth. But um, so yeah, so they were there for a cup of coffee, and then they've been back on USA. So they've been on USA for the better part of 30 years. Whoa, right? whoa, Since 1993. No, no. No, no, no. Well, no, 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 before no. Raw, I'm saying Raw has. Raw, Raw. raw but has. remember, yeah. in the time in the Raw time slot, primetime wrestling was there from 1987 to 19 uh, to 1993. And and then WWE was on USA in the earlier 80s, right? In because they took over for for, they, for uh, Southwest. So yeah. prime. So um, all American premieres on the USA Network in in the fall of 1983 so just as we're about to start the uh expansion the big national expansion that's when uh vince kind of snags that spot out from joe blanchard so they had all american all american did pretty good ratings on sunday mornings and then a very short time later they had tnt not the tnt network but tuesday night titans right Right. so that is if you for some of our younger fans tuesday night titans was wrestling mixed with the tonight show but imagine instead of like Jimmy Fallon or back then Johnny Carson, it's Vince and Lord Alfred Hayes interviewing wrestlers <laughs> tonight show style. It's fucking weird yeah. to go back and look at that it, as like a modern fan. Yeah. And it was, I, I, I think, you know, some people look back on it with rose colored glasses, but I've watched it whenever I first got the network. Cause I missed that whole era and it was bad. It's not good. <laughs> it was really, it was really bad. The reason why the format doesn't make it past '86, like '86, is the year yeah. where um, where Vince McMahon and Titan kind of re kind of refigure what TV is going to look like for the WWF, and that's when uh, championship becomes superstars and champ and uh, all star becomes challenge, right? And then yeah. prime time becomes like the major um cable show Monday nights. But then, yeah, All-American was there for quite a while until it died. I want to say 96, 97, something like that. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Stephen Butler. Raw as War premiered on TNN on twenty September 25, 2000. 2000? Wow. For, lasted for five years. Yeah, so they were on They were on for five years. Um, I do know that TNA came on right around that same time, I want to say. Actually, I think it would have been like August or something like that. But uh that's that's pretty crazy. I thought um, there was more time between Raw leaving and, and Impact premiering. I guess not. I think it was kind of a bang bang deal because you remember, I mean, um, the National Network, aka Spike TV, they wanted wrestling so bad that they actually the first promotion they brought in was ECW in like nineteen ninety nine, and ECW was pretty like low budget, low rent type of stuff. And then there's like, you know what? We like this. It's doing good ratings. Let's go all in with WWE, and they actually gave them a rights fee, which pro wrestling wasn't really getting those in those yep. days. So they, they gave them a rights fee and that's kind of what started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, USA didn't want to match it. Cause I was like, who the hell is going to pay for wrestling? Well, it turns out uh, USA will be paying for wrestling for the next almost 20 years. Barry Diller called us when, when raw left, right. The first time in uh, uh, 2000, apparently Barry Diller looked back and called the fans mean spirited booger eaters. 
Uh, he's he might be right about some of those people in the Manhattan. Well, I didn't say he was wrong. I just that's what he <laughs> called them. Pull it like it yeah. is, man. Yeah, um, I mean, um, have you checked Twitter today? There's a lot of mean spirited motherfuckers on Twitter right now. Guilty as charged. Um, yeah. <laughs> stay tuned. We have a new bit coming with uh, just that yeah. in mind. So yeah. yeah, the idea that Raw could be off the USA Network is wild. Like. This deal is going to be good for them. Not only does um, not only does NBC Universal get SmackDown back from Fox, who did, let's be frank, didn't really want it, so that's another reason why it's not seen as a win. Like, sure, they're getting a four percent increase, but they're also seen as as Fox kind of went, we don't want this yeah. anymore. So that's not good. Yeah. But they're also going to give them four yearly specials. So they're going to get the NBC uh, WWE is going to get their own Battle of the Belts. So I'm hoping this means <laughs> we get a return to Saturday Night's main event. Because there's some, I yeah. think there's probably some nostalgia from guys our age for that, right? I don't yeah, think I, I, I enjoyed Saturday Night's Main Event. It was one of my favorite shows as a kid, and and I enjoyed the the various reboots that they've done um, in the last you know couple of decades. I've always I always really enjoyed those shows. Um, but yeah, so we got we got SmackDown leaving Fox, which was first reported on this show four months ago as a possibility and it's now official wwe sent out the press release they're getting a 40 percent increase they're looking at 1.4 billion dollars just billion just for smackdown um that that's a huge deal and now uh, as we've already reported that or as we've already been talking about uh raw and nxt could be leaving usa that is now up in the air i honestly like as i hit record i was under the the impression that they were leaving so we will pump the brakes on saying that they are leaving um uh they could leaving be usa they, they, they could be if if they leave um i'm gonna be curious as to where they go and so, the the network so i go go ahead jd because i i have i have thoughts of networks that they yeah. won't go to let's recklessly speculate the possibilities yes here. And which yeah. is what we do on this show. Um, where do oh King of the North says weekly check-in to make sure you guys y'all are, are keeping JD out of trouble. Thanks, man. I appreciate your concern for whether or not yeah. I am in fact in trouble. I wonder if that's my wife. Um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, reckless speculation on what's going on. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my own random uh, kind of outside, maybe not so outside the box, but what I think might happen. I think this could be Amazon. I, you know what? So Triple H and Jeff Bezos were seen in public together mm-hmm. hanging out. I just got done watching the San Francisco 49ers put a beat down on the New York football giants. Uh, Brock Purdy threw two touchdowns, threw for over 300 yards. As I was leaving, there was still like six, seven minutes left in the game. So he could have thrown another touchdown. I don't know. Um, and that was all on Amazon Prime. Picture quality, perfect. I could pause and rewind, which you can't really do on most on most streaming apps when you're watching live sports, when you're watching football, unless it's like ESPN Plus. So, um, you, you know, you had that. They spent a ton of money to get those rights. They're looking to spend, and Amazon is the largest, most richest company in the world. In the world. Um, I, you know what? I could see it, but you know. There is something to be said here. Now, JD, you've always been pointing back toward to um, Peacock getting the pay-per-views of WWE as a big part of the boom in their um, in their popularity, and I do agree with you there. There's also there's several factors. That's one of the major factors. That's absolutely true. Uh, Roman Reigns and the Bloodline, absolutely true. Cody coming uh-huh. over, absolutely true. Uh-huh. I th- I think um, coming out of the pandemic and being on Fox 
was a big part oh, of yeah. WWE's rise in popularity because Absolutely. it's easily accessible and it's the most watched show in their company. And so now they're going to take more money. They're going to get less viewership by going to back to USA for SmackDown. And it's going to decrease even more going back to Amazon Prime because the NFL can get 13 million viewers on the on, on Thursday night. I do not think that WWE can get that many viewers on a Monday night if they were to go to Amazon Prime. No, I and I agree with you on that. I, but I, did, I think that's the big thing that Fox offered WWE that no one else can. That's the NFL, right? Is they were yeah. able to advertise. You're able to advertise your product to the biggest fan base in the world, which is the National Football League, right? Yeah. It was it was a it was a perfect marriage for WWE. Maybe not so much for Fox because they WWE never came close to hitting the numbers that they promised Fox. Right, like I know people are hamper on dynamite and like, oh, their first show drew X. Well, the first SmackDown on Fox got four million viewers, and they never yeah. even came close to approaching that again. I, so, I think for a Christmas episode, right after an NFL game, they got it with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens in a steel cage, coming in hot. That was a couple years ago, and they have not done it since then. Um, but that was NFL lead. That was an NFL lead-in though that helped them get over that hump. Yeah, it was. It was a big, and they never came close to it again. Right, yeah. which tells you that it was the the NFL leading because people, yeah. it was it was a Christmas game, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was either Christmas or Christmas Eve, something like that. Yeah, yeah. so it was, yeah, so they leave. So a lot of times, people leave the TV on. That's what happens with those things, right? And that skews. That's why every time you get an overrun for a wrestling show, right, and there's a five minute overrun, you know for a fact they're going, they're chasing ratings, which NXT and and uh, AEW did this week to their benefit, by the way. All wrestling oh, yeah. companies should do the overrun because it always because people change channels at the top of the hour, right? To this day, mm -hmm. so you're still going to get a little artificial uptick that's going to boost you up eh, a little bit, right? Boost you up a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I think Amazon Prime is a legit source. I've also heard potential like FX. Well, right. So that's that's the thing that I wanted to get into because FX is owned by Disney now, and there's been talks of a uh, of it. Disney getting in on the WWE rights deal, but if they do bring them over, do you think that Disney is going to want to put a show on FX across from Monday Night Football, which airs on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN Plus, and now ABC? I don't think so. So if they did go to that that family of networks, we're looking at possibly moving Monday Night Raw off of Monday, which would be another historical thing. And you know damn well that if they move off of Monday, they come into Wednesday. That's exactly where they're going. They're not going to Tuesday. They're going to Wednesday. Here's why I think Disney is not a player for this anymore. Big news yeah. coming out is that Disney is in talks around to sell ABC to Nexstar. I saw that. I saw that. That that's a huge story that nobody's really talking about. That's a massive story. If you're talking because you're talking about Disney selling off one of their most one of their major assets, and that's the American Broadcast Company, right? ABC was the number three network back in the day. When I say number three, I mean, it's the third network. Like CBS yeah. was the first network that was started. NBC was, it was a national broadcast company, red and blue. They had two separate channels right after Dumont died. And what became NBC blue, what was NBC blue became ABC. That's why their names yeah. are so similar. So NBC, ABC has been like one of the big three networks since inception in the early fifties. Um, Disney's owned it, I want to say, since the mid-80s. So the fact that they're looking to sell it is game-changing stuff. The next two years are going to completely redefine the television landscape. Completely. Yes. And yeah. with Disney, Disney and ESPN looking to create a la carte services, 
it sure seems like they're looking to get out of the cable game altogether and out of the, the traditional broadcast game. So I think Disney is something that um, might have been at play, but now what are they going to do with it if they sell ABC? I mean, for, for FX1, I don't see it, man. I don't see that being a possibility. Yeah, so uh, that's why I'm like, oh man, that's going to be a hard sell. Um, NBC Universal could just put it on NBC. I think that's still a possibility, as you said, um, because the rights deals are separate. Um, I he, here's here's an off the wall one. Um, AEW's TV rights negotiation is coming up, mm-hmm. and WWE's at the same time. They've been linked to Turner in the past. WWE. What if they go to Turner? That I think I I I don't I don't see it. But I also don't think it's like a a like it's not that far fetched. You know what I mean? I I don't think that happens mainly because I do think there's I think it has not been disclosed because it doesn't have to be publicly disclosed. But I think Turner is a part owner in AEW. I believe I've said that on this show. Yeah. I firmly believe that Turner owns at least a piece of all elite wrestling. And if WWE, I think they would like to have, I think Turner would not mind being a wrestling hub, right? It's, yeah. it kind of goes back to the company DNA. They've had success with dynamite. I'm sure they would like to say, Hey, we got AEW and WWE. The problem is WWE is going to want exclusivity. Yeah. So I don't see Turner ditching. their significantly cheaper. Like WWE gets five times the money AEW d- does. And they deliver half the ratings. They're a steal for the network yeah. right like aew is a st- i know people don't want to hear this but aew is a financial steal for the turner network even if they get their rights even if they get the anticipated rights boom right and we kept talking about this one billion dollar deal for the entire aew package wwe is probably going to wind up with like 3.4 3.5 billion dollars for their mm-hmm. entire tv package so you're talking more yeah. than three times right for half the ratings it's still a steal yeah it's still a steal yeah TBS is Turner is likely to get the AEW like entire thing, including pay-per-views, which we'll get into in a minute uh, for a, like a good round figure of a billion dollars. That's the number that we've been talking about for months here on the show that was reported by several outlets. And then it got pulled back. Um, lots of stuff going on, but you're talking about dynamite collision and rampage um, three in one plus pay plus monthly. Now monthly pay-per-views uh, AEW is going monthly now um going to uh hbo max in some form of fashion whether it be pay-per-view or part of the subscription service we'll well you know let's let's go ahead and get into that um and then we're going to talk about the go ahead i didn't even even include wwe's pay-per-view money that they get from ple money they get from peacock right wwe is making just hand over fist money and all this so you know stock's taking a beating today but it'll recover like that's what makes aew such a such a tremendous deal for for the turner networks and i if if i could see tko saying well if you want us you got to drop aew and i think it's just yeah. too good a deal for turner to to walk away from right i think that's i think saying oh yeah wwe is interested is more of a nick Khan kick the tires thing try to get more more investors but i'm wondering well, here's before we wrap up i'm wondering how many people are really interested in this if smackdown just goes back to to usa and I think that's why the stock plummeted today, because mm. I think that mm. the idea that all these suitors and they said, oh, some some surprise suitors are in there, too. Like, I, I'm wondering if it wasn't quite what um, we were sold. I, you know, I agree. And there were probably several conversations with several networks happening. And when they saw the price, they went, LOL. 
Right. Right. It's the old, it's the old court Bauer scene outside of Viacom um, headquarters. Right. So, Hey, what are you doing here? Court? Uh, would you like to do a TV deal? <laughs> no. Right. Like that, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I get the feeling they talked with all the major partners because Nick Khan um, is He's probably the greatest hire in WWE history. Yeah. The guy has made them so much money. Um, he's undoubtedly one of the most important figures in the history of wrestling, at least in the, you know, absolutely in the last 20 years. Like, like uh, if AEW gets a billion dollar TV deal, um, Nick Khan, the money that he has generated for WWE is driving up money for the other networks too, to, to be able to spend a little bit on them. So, um, so like, um, I, Nick Khan, Nick Khan, second most important hire in the history of the company behind Hulk Hogan. Yeah, absolutely. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs. And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all 
three-in-one, offering you triple security. So you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door. But it's not just for security. The Eufy Video Lock is also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras. Some other great features we love about the Eufy Video Lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking. Again, 0.3 seconds, it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock. And with the AI self-learning chip embedded, the more you use it, the more accurate it will be. Also, no battery anxiety. You have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking, a remote control with the 2K clear sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, Eufy's got you handled as well. They're on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or, wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the Eufy video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. One second doors unlocked much much easier so if you want to jump on board with eufy video lock search eufy video lock that is e u f y video lock again that's eufy video lock e u f y video lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door um so we also heard last week it was uh, Andrew Zarian was talking about it that um, HBO Max is going to be adding live sports and that AEW would be a part of that. Well, we got the announcement that uh, Max, formerly known as HBO Max, is adding live sports and they listed off a bunch of sports of the Turner Network. They did not say AEW. So it could be either that AEW is still listed under his entertainment, which I think is valid. I think that's what Chris Zellner was saying, and I, he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Or they're still working that deal out to get it done because the, the contract isn't up yet. And they, still have, they still have time to negotiate those rights deals. I've also heard speculation that the deal is done, but they're going to wait till the contract is expired before rolling into the next one, which makes gotcha. sense too. Like, and again, yeah. it's uh, they're still they're probably still figuring out the pay-per-view aspect because those pay-per-view rights aren't necessarily tied to the media TV rights. That would be a separate yeah. deal. So hopeful, hopefully that one for, if you're an AEW fan, hopefully that $1 billion deal is just for TV and they can get, yeah. they get a secondary deal for their, I guess they'd be PLEs now too, not pay-per-views. Hopefully. Well, I don't it, know. It, 
It depends on if they're just put on a pay-per-view tier. If Max adds a pay-per-view portion to it we don't and know starts selling it. Like if they go the ESPN model, which is kind of what we were talking about last week, like they could they could do the Peacock version or they could do the ESPN Plus version. Right now, the ESPN Plus model has been far more successful for ESPN Plus than say the Peacock version has been for Peacock. So yeah, for Peacock, um, not for WWE. For Peacock. It's been hugely successful for WWE. It has not been great for Peacock because they're losing money hand over fist while ESPN Plus is fucking printing money with that UFC deal. They underpaid UFC for what they're getting. For sure. Here's the problem. We talked about this last week. AEW is not a hot enough company to ask that because the max, it's going to be 20. It's going to be $20 now for the live sports tier of max, right? Yeah. It was $10 until February, February. That's going to boost up. So it's 20 bucks. To have the, the sports here. I don't based on that, I do not think that these will be a, that these will be more expensive pay-per-views. I do think that yeah. the pay-per-views will be included because they're asking for more. And it's more than Peacock. Peacock, you get you can get it for five bucks, right? If you're willing to sit through some right. commercials. This will be 20 bucks and you get the pay-per-view. Well, like I don't see that. Yeah, I don't because they need to get people in, right? Max is in mm-hmm. this phase where they're shit. We talked about it last week. They're shedding shedding subscribers. AEW can be a way to you retain some subscriber base because they're still in the market of trying to trying to keep their subs on. Yeah, yeah, the, and I, I think this move with HBO Max and uh, bringing in, I guess, Bleacher Report Sports, which I think they just just Max, like they just one name, guys. Come on, Bleacher Report is not an important name in sports. It really is it. not. It was a for, it was a fun blog for a while. It was a fun blog for a while, but it that it shit ended ten years ago. It is not that popular, but. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're bringing in all these, like, they're going to bring in the, the, in the final, the NCAA tournament, right? March madness. They're going to br- bring in baseball, do some basketball stuff. This is their version of, um, adding in more cord cutters because a lot of these things are already going to be live on Turner properties. You're just going to be able to watch them live on max. You're also going to get some exclusive stuff as well, but you're going to get those live sports that are already on the cable, the cable tiers. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's like the big thing, like, ESPN plus has already said that they're going to be adding the live linear ESPN channels to that platform at an extra cost. I think that's max doing the same thing. Could be, but the problem is again, ESPN has that brand awareness, right? ESPN yeah. can charge more for a premium. Max sports is not a thing. B BR no. BR bleacher report does not have a good quality name in the sports field. Like it doesn't like, no. it's not a trusted sports name. They are in a, they're playing different. They're playing by different rules right now. Right, yeah. I don't think you know, that Max can get in the game and expect to get the same type of results that ESPN is or Peacock with that for that matter. You know who was a trusted name in sports uh, that people would pay hand over fist money for to watch them on on pay per view was fucking HBO, and they cut that name out of it. I spent a lot of money on boxing pay per views back in the day, um, and I used to love watching Inside the NFL on uh, on HBO. Love all their documentaries. Loved all their HBO sports. That was a a home run brand, and they got rid of it for whatever reason. Well, the problem is we'll talk about this too. When when you have a merger, one company will become the dominant player in the merger. Yeah. We're seeing that with TKO and WWE. But, uh, it seems that UFC is going to become the dominant brand because they're um, we had a calling of office work because a lot of those people were redundant by who had already been working there for the UFC. So the corporate cultures kind of take over. What happened when Warner discovery came together is the discoveries end of it. David Zaslav coming from the discovery side values, their brand. 
and they did, yeah. they thought that their mind is that HBO is too highbrow. And if you're if you're marketing, if you're the base of your network is Dr. Pimple Popper, maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. Do that Dr. Pimple thing. Popper fans uh, like um, uh, HBO content? Do they like The Sopranos? You know, yeah, do they like Game of Thrones? Probably not. Probably not. They're not watching. Probably not. You know, yeah, those things. Hey, before we get to the next topic, I want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, shout out Drew. What's up, Drew? And shout out uh, Sean, Sean's View Entertainment. Thank you for being here, my brother. Shout out uh, Dobby the Brain Heaton, my man. Patreon subscriber, thank you very much. I really appreciate you. Um, so shout out shout out all the homies in the chat right now. Thank you. Um, and if you're not a subscriber, head over to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show and uh, check out our premium content. Uh, we're going to be, uh, JD and I are going to be recording another podcast uh, tonight right after the show is over. Overtime. That's going to be, yep, overtime that'll be airing over the weekend. Plus I will be back with Brace for Impact this weekend, where I'll be reviewing um, uh, Impact 1000 Part 2, not Episode 1001. It's a two-part episode that they put over two weeks to keep that branding off, to keep the branding going. I love it. Carnies, man, they're the best. Very um, and uh, and I will be talking about potential Impact signings coming up because uh, 90 Days Away is right around Hard to Kill time, so I'm going to be talking about that. Plus, Will Ospreay's match was just announced. It's going to be Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey at Bound for Glory in Chicago. Um, JD, you going? Do you think Guess you're going to go? go? Guess who's going to go back to an Impact show this year? Yeah. How am I going to miss? Double- How are you going to miss it? How are you going to miss Will Ospreay yeah. in an arena like the like in Chicago Stadium? It's a small, right. intimate venue. You get right up close. There's not a bad seat in the house. Like and you no. get to see the greatest wrestler in the world right now. Right. And then and then he has great chemistry with Speedball, and I think they're going to fucking tear it down. And then yeah. in the main event, they just announced that I'm going to talk about the talk about it this week on Brace for Impact. Head over to Patreon.com/slash The Mike and JD Show. Um, is going to be Alex Shelley versus uh, Josh Alexander for the world title in the main event. I, I I don't think that that's a hell of a one-two punch. Probably one of the better one-two punches in the history of Impact. But um, so uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, head over to our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube The Mike and JD Show. We have a very special guest on right now. I was going to wait and talk to him about some Josie Joshi talk, but I see him sitting there. I see him sitting there. He's got his hair all slicked over. He's got his microphone ready. He's exa- He's ready to fight, man. He's ready to come in here and talk with us. Let's uh, let's talk about these mass layoffs with uh, Scott E. Wrestling, man. Come on in, Scott. Hello, guys. Thanks for Scott. having me. Hello. So here's here's what I want to do. I'm gonna read the list of the releases, and then I just want you guys to pick a name from the list and tell me who Tony Khan should sign. So uh, let me let me hit that list because the list is extensive. Okay. Um, first up, we got Mustafa Ali. Then we got Emma Lena, who is uh, Tennille Dashwood. We got Rick Boogs. I, he's the guitar guy. Uh, Aaliyah, who must have some dirt on WWE because that lady's been there for 10 years. And I've never seen a goddamn match of hers. Um, Elias Sampson. 75 Samson, matches. 75 matches in the company. Someone did the match. 75. Over a and she was, yes. Dude, I remember her from the Battleground NXT documentary, which is a very good show, by the way. And that was when I was deployed in Afghanistan in 2016, and she still ain't been on TV. So, <laughs> so um, Elias Sampson, um, which no surprise there. AJ Top Dalla Francis, uh, he got shit canned. Uh, Riddick Moss, he joins his uh, he joins his lady friend there, Emma. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, a big time legend in my eyes. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, former world heavyweight champion. Quincy Elliott from NXT. 
Bryson Montana, never fucking heard of this guy. Uh, Dana Brooke, um, I saw that one coming. Mace, uh, Mace, not from the 90s hip hop with Puff Daddy. This is a different Mace. Uh, Mansoor, Mace's tag team partner. Uh, Shanky, uh, Dabakato, Ulyssa Leon, no, uh, no fuck clue who that is. Uh, Daniel MacArthur, <laughs> no idea who that is. Kevin uh, Ventura Cortez, not related to Jesse Ventura. Alexis Gray and uh, Brooklyn Barlow. Nothing on that one either. All right, guys. I said all the names. JD, actually, Scott E, you're the guest. I'll let you go first. From that list, give actually give me give me a name that you think could go to AEW that Tony Khan should sign, and then just give me a name that you have like high hopes for on the indie scene. Uh, all right. I think Tony Khan should bring in Sheldon Benjamin. Okay. I think that's a great veteran for either AEW or Ring of Honor. I think we have to remember that is technically in play. You know, Eddie is Kingston's it? world, Eddie Kingston's world champion. So until stay, he's not, stay not tuned counting. for that because JD and I have some takes on that one later. But go ahead. Uh, well, yeah, it's not a promotion that really exists. But um, either that, or I want Shelton to go back to Japan. That's about where I'm at. Um, Noah, if, baby. Hey, he, he's uh, a spring chicken for Noah. He's like a rookie over there. Yeah, <laughs> he's got another good decade plus of a Noah run left in him. Yeah, that's true. And what was the other question? Just someone I think of. Um, well. And just somebody that you just see high hopes for on the NDC. So you think you think Shelton should go to AEW or Noah, and then just somebody you got high hopes for on the NDC. Um, I think Ali's going to do great. Yeah, good deal. JD, what what say you, sir? I think Ali is going to AEW for one reason alone. His biggest advocate in WWE was Brian Danielson. Yeah. And Tony Khan yeah. trusts Brian Danielson. As he'll tell you any chance he gets. Um, like I think uh, I think he's he's willing to give Brian his kidneys if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could yeah. see, I think because you we know the Bucks, right? They're gonna want that match with the Nemeth brothers on a dynamite. I don't think they're gonna sign yeah. Nick Nemeth. The Kent State Flash himself, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a part of me that just I can't. I don't know. Um, I don't like that guy. Uh, there's a part of me that does not see. <laughs> that goes back a long time. Um, there's a part I do not see a world in which we don't have a match with the Bucks and the Nemeth Brothers on Dynamite. I just don't see that not oh. being happening. Oh, that sounds gross. Yeah. <laughs> but and then, it, it also sounds very possible. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna. I mean, like, I don't think they're gonna sign him because I don't think Dolph Ziggler likes wrestling all that much anymore. Like, this is not a dude who's like super motivated to go kill it on the indies. Ten years ago, maybe things are different, but he's forty three, yeah. like, and he's made good money. So, and he mm -hmm. thinks he's a stand up comic. So, I could see him trying to go <laughs> all in on on being a stand up comic and doing whatever. I don't. I'll be honest with you. Of these guys that got released, it sounds like Riddick Moss is doing the most talking. About oh he's doing the he's he's the guy that's going this isn't the last you've heard of me, and then we never hear from him again. I don't I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but uh, Mansoor and Mace are on Twitch just unleashing stories right now. Really? No. <laughs> what, what's any, any juicy ones? Any juicies? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this one's true, but one of them said Matt Riddle like beat up Gunther. <laughs> That, well, that doesn't have to be true. I can believe that, though. Matt Riddle like, was... Yeah, I know, but, yeah. but everyone's like, oh, I don't know if I can respect Gunther anymore. I'm like, oh, that's tough. Uh, um, Matt Riddle okay. uh, was uh, was on a four-fight winning streak in the UFC when he got cut because he kept testing positive for smoking pot. He yeah. is a legitimate fighter, okay? Right. Gunther pretends to fight. Matt Riddle did it for, for real. 
this is the problem with wrestling fans is they think that because of someone's gimmick makes them who they are. And I think Gunther's awesome too. But like when your gimmick is you beat the living shit out of everybody, people are going to assume you can actually beat <laughs> yeah. the living shit out of people. Matt Riddle actually beats the living shit out of people. So yes. I'm not surprised at all to hear that. Like, yeah. In fact, I'd be just as a pro as oh. a, as a guy in the click, as an amateur wrestling guy, I would be disappointed if Matt Riddle couldn't. Continue, Scott. Uh, uh, man, so you guys want a quick trivia about Matt Riddle before we move on? Yeah. Uh, yes. Guess, yeah. Guess, guess who he beat in high school? Guess who he, he defeated in high school? John Jones. John Jones. Yeah. Little known fact. He beat John Jones in high school in wrestling. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, Mansoor yeah. admitted that he never wrestled on NXT because part of the Saudi Arabia deal, he couldn't lose. Oh well, yeah, yeah, I saw that one Which, coming. What's that explains yeah. why they don't use him very often? Because yeah. like, how do you book <laughs> a guy who, who 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 can't lose? Who's you know uh, the king of his country may kill you. Yeah, and and it's not like he looks like a uh, an unbeatable guy. He looks like a like a normal dude. It's like a dude. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, go, go ahead, Scott. You got any more juicy ones from Mason Mansoor? Uh, they just shared like funny stories, but like Sammy being annoying and. They just pretty much said a lot. They said Vince liked them, loved maximum male models. Vince was nice. I was like, all right, yeah. that's the way to keep your job. Yeah. If you if they yeah, ever to, want to bring to, you back, way to do. Yeah, to that's, your face, Vince is uh Vince is good. Yeah, yeah. That's the story. Oh, Vince <laughs> loved me. It was Pat Patterson or Gerald Briscoe or or uh, uh Bruce Pritchard or whoever JR, insert whoever has the hatchet guy job that had the problem with me. Vince is great to everybody to their face. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I will give you um, who I think AEW should sign. Um, not a single one of these motherfuckers. I agree with Nobody. you. Nobody. <laughs> no, no, but not honestly. Like Dolph Ziggler, I liked him 10 years ago. I was a fan of his title chase. I don't think he's done anything interesting since then. I think Ali is a good wrestler, and they have tons of good wrestlers. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. have lots of guys that can do cool moves and kickouts, and he's just another one of those guys I don't fucking care. Um, if they sign him or they don't, I don't care. He's Tony Nice to me. He's just another guy on the show. I, um, I do know that Brian Danielson is a big fan of him, and that's and that's fine. I just don't, I just don't think you'll never, you'll never get your return on investment from him. Uh, no matter how much you pay him, it'll be. How are you going to push? How are you going to push a guy that WWE has defined down for so long and has told yeah. you is not important? And mm, if he comes on your yeah. show and starts winning, doesn't that reinforce the idea that you're a minor league promotion? I think he should go to Impact. I, I think I think um Ali should go just to go on an indie run and rebuild him rebuild himself. And if he wants to do some dates with Impact, do him. Dates with uh, MLW, ugh, go ahead, do it. Go really? go to Japan. I think just just work in dates. Come on. I I I think I think he should do. I think every person on that list should look at the Matt Cardona. The Matt Cardona template is exactly how you should do it. Reinvent your character. Work Drew everywhere, elevate every company you've been to, and and do it that way. Look at Drew McIntyre is another one. Cody Rhodes is another one. Cody Rhodes, um, look look at look at what Cody whenever he got released from WWE. And I'm going to throw another couple names out there, and I'll show my impact bias. Steve Macklin is a guy that was in a yep. dead tag team, mm -hmm. and he came to Impact, and he completely rebranded himself. Right, he was completely different than like No Way Jose, who came to Impact as No Way. Right. And then and then big big con got got fired and then three years later shows up in impact. He goes from Connor to Big Con, right? They chop off half their names and then they walk around as formerly known as motherfuckers. Nobody cares about you. Go away. 
right? But if you want to, if you want to bet on yourself, if you want to believe in yourself, reinvent yourself and get out there and fucking hustle, then you have my attention. I think all of these cats um, should have to go do that with exceptions. You know, Shelton Benjamin, I think is a, a legendary figure in my opinion. I just happen to be a big fan of his. If people picked him up, I wouldn't be a problem. Everybody else, you got to go and prove to me that you can eat, um, that you can go and get yours, that you still have what it takes. And you got the hustle in you. Uh, Cause I haven't seen it from a lot of these WWE releases specifically with the blue chip athletes that are coming into NXT that really didn't come through that independent system. You don't see it with those cats. And a lot, a lot, a lot of these people are just like that. Um, and then a guy that I, that I have high hopes for, sorry, not go all, ahead. not go ahead, all Jenny. those, not all, I said a lot of, I said those, a lot of, not everybody. Those Creed brothers are kicking tremendous amounts no, of I'm, ass down there. No, and I'm talking about the people players. that got released today. I'm talking oh, about yeah, the those... people that got released today are blue chip guys <laughs> that didn't really have passion for pro wrestling. Right. Got paid to train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy that I think that I could see going out there and aside from Ollie, which I think we all can agree on that he's great. Um, that could go out there and reinvent himself and maybe do something, it would be Riddick Moss. I, that guy's a hell of an athlete. He's got some cool moves. Like That's big on the independent scene. And I just think that he is a big wrestling fan, and I could see him um, going out there and doing the hustle. And I'm happy to be wrong in this situation. I just see that in him based on some of the things he said recently, some of the interviews he's done in the past. I just think that he might have that in him. So he showed more personality on Twitter today than I ever saw from <laughs> WWE. So if he can yeah. channel that a little bit, because he's got a big body, right? On the Indies, yeah. he's going to be a monster. Oh, so yeah. maybe if he's, if he, I don't think anybody knows how good he really is, right? I wouldn't, I, if I'm AEW, I keep my distance from that guy. If I'm an Impact, I kick the tires on him. I want to see that guy yeah. go to Warrior, right? A place where he yeah. can completely cut loose. And let's see what he really has. Put him in there with Brian Cage. Brian, I, Here's a hot take for you. Brian Cage, one of the hardest working motherfuckers in the game. That guy's yes. everywhere, yeah. working his ass off mm. all the time. I know it's cool. Brian Cage, like, like you'd be an internet wrestling fan. Like, Brian Cage is everywhere. If everyone in the AEW locker room had Brian Cage's work ethic, that kind of, the things would be a lot better for them. So let's put him in there at Warrior Wrestling in Chicago with Brian Cage, and let's see what Riddick Moss really has. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Go ahead, Scott. Oh no! I was gonna say Riddick Moss feels like a perfect impact, like trial guy, kind of like Steve Macklin yeah. was. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but so the real reason why we brought Scott on here, he actually DM me. He's like, "Hey man, am I getting bumped again?" Because last time he came on, uh, CM Punk I think got fired or some shit. <laughs> so yeah, we have like, hey, man, we got yeah, Sorry. we got we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. But I think we were all expecting Mercedes Monet to be at Grand Slam. And then I, the day before the show, I think uh, the three of us got word that she's still hurt. She's in a walking boot. Um, so what is uh, Mercedes Monet's status? And she's pretty much locked into AEW, right? I think so. I think, I think well, I, from last time I knew, she had a contract with New Japan still. Like, I don't think that's yeah. just gone away. I think New Japan was part, you know, like they helped her out with the um, you know, trip to London and all that for all in. I think that was kind of like a mutual thing. But in the end, like AEW's where she's gonna go. You don't you don't show her on the screen at your biggest show ever just for her not to pretty much be locked in. Cause that match with Soraya, that's that's something that I think both of them want because of 
why Soraya had to retire originally, right? It was a match between those two, and things just went south, and people blamed uh, uh, Mercedes for that, which, you know, Soraya has since said no. But I think, to me, AEW is the place. But there's this is my feeling about her going to AEW. You have to change a lot in that women's division, the structure, if you bring in Mercedes Monet. Because the fact is, she's going to be paid like top five in that company if she's signing. Mm. And she's not going to be five, you know? Like, she's going to be up there paid. Three, if you're paid two? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right I don't there, know who yeah. the highest paid is, but she's going to be very much at the top. And First if you're paying... That'd be awesome. Outworked everyone. So sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, but if you're bringing her in, that means you have to give her TV time. That means you have to give her match time. You have to pretty much put her at the center of everything. And that means you have to change everything the way you've handled the women's division for what, four years now? Four years There's and change. Yeah. Four years and change. Listen, Jade left. Jade's going to a place that I think she'll be just fine. I think yeah. we all agree on that. And they're bringing in, supposedly, a, a few people to help this division, but it starts with Mercedes. If you if you have her, you got to change everything. So I think that's uh, interesting because uh, um, um, Britt and Stat popped a number for Collision. They did. Going against, like, you're not going to find tougher competition, except maybe this week when we get Notre Dame and Ohio State. Ugh. But, I mean, yeah. they actually they pulled a good number with their main yeah. event. So I think there might be some... Uh, some things in the weeds. You say mm -hmm. other people coming in. What do you? I, what, what you got anything for us? Should I hit That's the breaking news scoops. button. What, what are we thinking? Oh, oh, hit, little, the little hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. Hold on. I want to see if he's actually going to drop the scoop. Should I get, you want to give me a hey. nod there, Scotty? I mean, I just I think Mariah May is on her way. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well. That that rumor's yeah. been out there. That's not really breaking news. That, that rumor's been no, out there a little bit, but it's not breaking news. But you you've been talking you've been talking up Mariah May for a long time. I, guys, I wish I had this tweet. It's just reminded me of the funniest fucking thing I saw on Twitter. Somebody was talking about Mariah May coming into AEW and like somebody questions like does she even speak English? Because oh. <laughs> she's coming in from Japan. <laughs> There's some dumb motherfuckers on Twitter, man. Mariah May. Ooh, that sounds like someone from Japan. Yeah. So when Barry Diller says that they're mean-spirited booger eaters, he's probably talking about that guy who thought that he, she couldn't speak English. <laughs> I, I love Jesus Christ. So I've I've gotten to watch some of Mariah May's stuff lately, man, and she's tremendous. And if yeah. it is true that AEW hired her, um, that's a home run hire in my opinion. Yeah, so she's hinting at the 30th being her last day. She's very heavenly. Like, her most recent tweet that I saw was like, this is a very big day for me, and you'll all know why soon. And it's like, okay, well, I think we yeah. we know, but we don't know. Um, you know, there's. I think we are going to see her in October in AEW. Uh, you know, the more I've heard enough from different spots that I – they're all coming together that it's it's imminent. It's ASAP that she's ASAP. going to go there. And I, I, I just can't go get away from the fact that she's going to be there. And if that's the case, this is someone you build around. She yeah. is someone who has had 70% of her matches this year in wow. Stardom. She's had 94 as a member of Stardom this year. 
and she had like 50 before walking into the company or something because she started her career during COVID or no right kidding. before COVID. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And how, how old is she? How old is she? Uh, she's 25. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's a, kid. a kid. Okay. Um, yeah. And she's got an amazing – I've never watched her wrestle. Um, I never watched her wrestle, but I've seen you know, on Twitter the look. I get why you why you have a conversation because yeah, she looks like a star. Right. Mm-hmm. If she's got the game yeah. to back it up and they've got some good workers now, it's not like the women's division of a couple of years ago, where it's like, eh, what do you got? I mean, Tony storm has really found a character, right. That I think can, mm-hmm. can really help keep her over. A, like she's reinvented a herself. Tremendous, tremendous character, by the way. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're we're we were in fun fantasy booking her last night with some ridiculousness. Um yeah. just completely stupid shit. Um <laughs> so I think but that's important. Like I say what you want. Like I know some fans are gonna not gonna like this, but character really matters in US pro wrestling. It just yeah. does. Like just being mm-hmm. a good worker isn't enough, especially in the AEW women's division, where it's so easy to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So you need that. So again, I'm all for this. You get Mercedes Mernan, you get this Mariah May, who I'm curious about. Maybe things change. I'll I'll say this, and I said this on my podcast that I recorded uh, like Pl- an hour. Plug, uh, throw plug. a plug out there, brother. Plug it. Five star Joshi show on the Fight Game Media Patreon. You could go listen to that. Yes, but I said I said this specifically on that podcast, and I think I truthfully think Wrestle Dream could even be. When you see her, truthfully, if yeah. she's able to get on a plane right after the five star final, that's as early as you could see her. Um, but I said this, and this is what I firmly believe: she, if she stayed in stardom a few more months, she'd probably be the most like can't miss women's prospect any American company could get. But honestly, she already is. Like that was that was me saying more, and that's me being selfish. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think she already is. She has the character, she has the charisma, and she has the in-ring. Something that I don't think everyone has that full Agreed. combination. She is the full package. You know, she's got the look. She calls herself the foreign ace. She got the confidence. Foreign ace will, will still work here, actually, because, you know, she's from England. <coughs> from England. Yeah, yeah, so she can still yeah. call herself that. And I will say this. She's better leaving stardom than tony storm was leaving stardom and when wow. tony storm yeah. left stardom she had been a world champion in stardom. yeah wow uh, and i i think that she's she's got a little bit of everything and then just being joshi tra- trained i think that american promotions should really start latching on to these english-speaking wrestlers that have gone over there on excursion to uh to japan because if you take a look at jo- tony storm megastar masha slamovich big time right she's awesome and then now you got Mariah May, and I'm sure there's a whole host of others. Um, I had a couple Hader. other co- Jamie, Jamie Hader, absolutely. I had a couple other questions for you, Scott. Um, the first one is Kyrie saying, "What is her status?" I heard that she signed with WWE, but we have not seen her, and now yep. WWE just shit canned everybody. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, she's finishing up on the ninth. She's having her last Stardom match, and then she's going on a indefinite hiatus. She's going to WWE, but she's finishing <laughs> up her date. She? Yeah, I think I think she's locked in, just like Nia was, just like uh, who else signed? I thought someone else signed. I don't know. WWE's work company. Car- I, Carlito. I Car- <laughs> Carlito. The authors yes. of pain. Oh yeah, uh, yeah right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think she's she'll be back. I'm guessing maybe end of October, or they save her for the Rumble. I could see that too. 
Okay. Okay. And uh, hold on. John Muse just popped in the chat. John Muse said, uh, "Yeah, she's there. Like oh, uh, she's she's yeah, he would know." John uh, John says that she's on her way. Uh, JD, you got a question for Scotty? Do we got a Hayu? Hayu is that this? Hayu. She's got uh, a question here saying, uh, "Did you watch the Sukaban show? Did I pronounce uh, that right?" And what, what the hell is books. that, by the way? What is Sukaban? And, and is it in fact a uh, front for organized crime operations? <laughs> you know, that's, you're not the first person to ask me that, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so I saw a few clips of it. I didn't watch it because I'm not. I can't watch a wrestling show on TikTok, um, which is where they live streamed their first. What show. a terrible idea! Continue. Uh, so what it looks like to me is. The, a mix of Joshi, Glow, and Lucha Underground. Because it has an anime aspect to it. I don't know if, if either of you saw the clips. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah but J- JD JD's left the show. Leaving. JD quit He's, the show. Yeah. yeah. I'm out. I've lost interest. Already. Yeah. So, like, I... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people that like follow Joshi, they're like, well, this is built for someone else. And I was like, I, I don't know who it's built for. Cause like the glow aspect alone has me all thrown off. So I've heard a rumor that this is, this is basically just going to be content for crunchy roll. Yeah. Uh, that's, I heard that yesterday too. I'm a, okay. <laughs> I, it was in that same group chat. Yeah. yeah. So, so the reason they aired the TikTok on the TikTok, whatever it was. Well, I think they just wanted to get the first show out there and they didn't mm-hmm. have anything else. They have over 17,000 followers or something on there. And they, they've had videos that have been viewed like 2 million times or something. So to them, that was probably like, all right, let's try this out. I think they are putting together a show eventually, but I thought they were going to do like full on tapings tonight. They did five matches. Like that's not, that's not enough for like a batch of tapings to make a show. So unless they do one per thing, like they do this full anime story leading up to each match. But yeah, it's uh, it's didn't something they, for someone. Didn't they fly all this talent in? Like there was no yes. American talent to show. So every talent. In. That's uh, that's a lot of money, including multiple yeah. <laughs> that work for stardom. So hmm. and their uh, contracts allowed that, huh? Um, yeah. most of them oh. are freelancers that work for. Oh, I, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, well, because you know, Stardom talent they did sh- pop up on Lucha Underground. I think Oscar, uh, she was Kana back then, but she was Eo, on Lucha Underground, right? Eo, Eo and, on there, Kyrie and Mayu. They were the uh, Mayu. so uh, okay. Uh, oh, what were they Lotus? called? Black Lotus. Yeah, the Black Lotus Triad. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, it's yeah. Finished. Pentagon. The Pentagon like broke Eo's arm or something. That's good. Dude, I know people shit on Lucha Underground, but that first season was entertaining as hell, man. It wasn't I, great dude, pro wrestling. Really, it was entertaining. Yeah, I dude, I really enjoyed the first season of Lucha Underground. I don't hate on Lucha Underground the first season anyway. Then when you get into the second season, yeah. now we're like, okay, uh, yeah, that's not very, very not good stuff there. It was like Heroes. It fell apart in the second season. That's a whole yeah. Yeah, hey, um, Scott, what's a Julia status? Because I thought she was going to become an all-time legendary Impact knockout, but that never happened. Whoa, whoa, hey, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not do that. Uh, her status is <laughs> her, her status is she's waiting for Mercedes Monet. That's yeah. that's her status. I think every I think everyone's just waiting for Mercedes Monet, and we're just all in a waiting period until she shows up, which is a very weird situation. Um. 
but that's still well, the match. I mean, she's that hurt, so that's want. that's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's very tough. Uh, well, you know, Willow wasn't supposed to be champion, of course. So getting it to Julia, and Julia's just having all these like random defenses. Uh, she's coming back to New Japan, uh, New Japan's Fighting Spirit Unleashed in Las Vegas in October. So she'll have a defense there. Um, I thought that was going to be against like one of the CML people, but they announced one single match for them. But yeah, she's not going to be an Impact Legend. So I'm sorry to um, <laughs> upset you. Uh, dude, but when she, she had a great reaction. Multi- dude, when she was on Multiverse 2 and um, they brought her out in the States, that place exploded for her. Like she was just a mega star. Now, I had seen her some of her matches in Japan. I get my hands on stardom stuff every now and then. And, um, and so I kind of knew she was really good. But you never really know how someone's going to resonate when they come mm-hmm. into this car. Like, you never know how American fans are going to treat somebody. Because I could see a big star in Japan come over here and it'd be crickets. But for her in the 2300 arena, and it was a very much a mixture of New Japan and Impact fans because, like, the Impact stars were getting huge reactions too. So she comes in there, and I thought she had the biggest reaction out of anybody. She rivaled Tanahashi that night. Um, she, it was like, she looked like an absolute mega star. I was like, I was like, if I'm an American promoter, I don't let that woman leave the building until I got some paper on her. Grateful they let her leave the building. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> they, they should. I mean, she did have the biggest reaction on that show because I watched that full thing. And I think there's just an excitement for any time stardom talent comes over because it doesn't happen yeah. a lot, especially yeah. the top talent. Julia is the top talent. Um, so well, her, they got pay-per-views every goddamn over. week, so it's hard to bring them over here. Uh, boy, sure like... Yeah, you'd have to really rob a bank to be able to afford their product. Uh, <laughs> but hey, uh, Scott, I'm not going to let you go. You're going to be in on this, okay? Uh, we are going to debut a new segment here called Bad Tweets. And first up is uh, from a guy named Will Cooling. Um, and uh, I, I, I've i never met this gentleman. He once in the Fight Game Media Discord called me a journalist, so we have heat over that. But uh, because I, I am never going to be a damn journalist. Ugh, that's, that's, a, that's like a hate speech to me. But um, this is what Will Cooling said in response to a tre- Trevor Dame tweet. Trevor Dame of Voices of Wrestling Network. Trevor says on Observer Radio, Brian says, Mox didn't get hurt on either the two end of the match Phoenix drivers. He got rocked from the Phoenix dive early as the match went on. And as he started to not feel good and called the audible himself to have Phoenix beat him. And then Will says, I know we're not meant to criticize St. John and all that, but isn't this insane? Why is he rebooking the international title on the fly in response to a concussion? <laughs> what happened to Orange Cassidy getting his win back on Moxley's defense as being a cornerstone of the TV? Um, JD, go ahead and have at it here. Let me tell you, tell me what you think about this tweet from one. Will this Cooling. is, this is idiotic. So what <laughs> this is what frustrates me is first of all, this whole St. John thing. We're not allowed to criticize St. John. Is he going to be one of these Cornette guys that's going to get on Moxley's physique? Cause Moxley's the only dude in wrestling who's actually like physically looks like a fighter, right? Yeah. Like Moxley's body. Yeah. Like he looks like a dude who's in the UFC. Like if you actually watch like real people fight, not people just pretend to fight. Like that's what a dude looks like. And this whole thing is like, first of all, what did this idea of like this dude just phantom book this in his own head? Like Orange Cassidy <laughs> getting his win back. Like what the huh? Orange Cassidy's tagging with Hook and Chris fucking Statlander. We're building nothing toward that. Like, and this dude was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that he got a concussion and was worried about the company and his future. Adam Cole was offered nine fucking months with a concussion. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. you don't want to mess around with that thing. Now, personally, should I don't think they should have ended the match with two pile drivers. That was risky. <laughs> like, not, that was not helpful not the, to the concussion. <laughs> not, the best, not the best way to end that match. Like, oh, we, Mox was like, yeah. we had to go home. And Phoenix like, oh, okay, I'll drop you on your head twice. I'm like, oh, that's questionable, <laughs> yeah. a questionable decision at best. But what? The, how do you, how can you be this fucking stupid? Like, it's the exact, <laughs> it's, it's the exact same thing that happened with Mercedes and Willow. Right, yeah, Mercedes yeah. Is like, oh, yeah. She's like, I'm gonna that, be hurt. This is bad. I have to get the belt off of me. Right. Mm-hmm. When in the yeah. history of pro wrestling, people are selfish as fuck. Right. They put the title on one of the best workers in the company. They put this international belt, which is now the workhorse belt. They put it on Ray freaking Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> one of the most I'm popular sure Tony guys Con- in the company. <laughs> one of the most popular guys in the company, one of the best workers yeah. in the company. Like, I'm sure yeah. they can pivot to something. And Moxley's got a concussion. Hopefully it's not that bad, but you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. When you have a traumatic well, brain injury, a BTI, if we want to get specific, or TBI, excuse me, BTI was impact stuff. You want to be <laughs> careful with this stuff. So you know what? Best idea possible. Get the belt off them. Let's stay safe. Will Cooling can have more terrible UK tweets. Yeah. Uh, Scott, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I don't even know if you know this guy. I, I nope. personally just don't know the guy. So I've never really, other than one interaction I've never had with him. But I mean, is this like a grand conspiracy of John Moxley to screw over the legacy of one Orange Cassidy to um, <laughs> to get a boo-boo on his head and just put the belt on Phoenix of all people? Like, what? Like, what is this tweet even? I, I stopped at St. John. Like I didn't even get to the rest of it. When you were reading that, I was like, "What? Where did this yeah. like ha- like is that an, is that something that a lot of people say?" Have no. we been called? Oh, okay, all right. No, um, no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna call him Old Saint John for now on because it just it makes so much sense. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, when I did, when was Aaron, when was Orange Cassidy getting his win back? I never thought for a second Orange Cassidy was getting his win back. To me, Orange Cassidy lost, and that was it. That he had his world title. Run. Yeah, we move on. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, and being a cornerstone of television, yeah, he can do that when he comes back. He's that's been how, a, that's he, how wrestling TV, works. Yeah, he's been a TV <laughs> cornerstone of his promotion for four years. Come on, man, that's a terrible tweet. Terrible. Well, I love yeah. this new segment, by the way, Mike. Genius. So. Uh, if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you see a terrible tweet, tag JD and I in it, and I'll add it to my bookmarks. And we'll have more terrible tweets. I just thought of this one today when I saw this specific terrible tweet um, uh, being shared around. So I, I was like, you know what? We need to talk about this. And there's so many terrible tweets. This could be a weekly bit that we do at the end of the show as we start to approach the one hour mark. So before we go, we are going to be heading over to Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show where JD and I are going to do overtime where there's more Vince news. Axios today broke a Vince story about him possibly leaving WWE soon. And JD and I will be discussing whether or not ROH is in fact dead. (laughs) Stay tuned for that. (laughs) Scott E wrestling, Scott Edwards, my man, Joshi expert, Thank you for being here. Please, uh, why don't you plug patreon.com slash the fight game media. Tell us what you got coming up on the five star Joshi show and what uh, Gigi and the boys got coming up. Yeah, well, you already beat me to it. You you nailed the link. I don't think I've ever said the link on my show, by the way. Never That's my, in my life. That's a, bro, I'm, I'm the professional at that. That's why Gigi I, I am, loved my ass. <laughs> I applaud you. But yeah, it's uh, the end of the five star Grand Prix, which is the biggest women's professional wrestling tournament um, in the world. It's the G1 of stardom. 
if that you know rings a bell. So I'll be having a lot of coverage on that. I'll be going live sometime next weekend to review the final. Uh, there's been a lot of injuries in it, so it's a mess. But that's what I'm here for, to explain it to all of you. I always recommend, if you want to track out Stardom, the five-star Grand Prix final, that's the best show to jump in. You just get a lot of great wrestling up and down the card. Um, and, yeah, the Fight Game Media Patreon, busy as ever. There's a lot of shows on there um, that, uh, you know, you guys, you know all the shows. Uh, oh, so yeah. Check we, out. Yeah, we got Power Bombshells. We got uh, the New Japan show with Jeremy Finestone. We got yep. the Dynamite show with Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins. We got In the Clinch with Paul Fontaine and Ryan Frederick. I have the, I have the plug memorized because I used to do it every week on my show. So yeah, that's impressive. If, if you can't remember it, I, I got you, buddy. We'll, we'll go I, and plug our, our friends over at Fight Game Media. Thank you. I will plug my reviews on voiceofwrestling.com. I review Stardom. Yes, sir. Show, and I preview every yeah. Stardom show. So, yeah, go check those out. You're, this is the, yeah. the, the network to do it. So uh, that's about it. Yeah. I'm probably going to have an interview somewhere down the line with some people, but I, I can never tell you. I, the amount of times <laughs> I get yes and then it just doesn't happen, it's an unfortunate oh, man. amount. But it's okay yeah, I, because I, when I, they happen, it's great. Tell me wrestlers yeah, yeah. lie. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, a friend of mine we we do have to go but a friend of mine just got stood up by sammy callahan recently and he was so pissed <laughs> it's like a sammy fucking callahan stands you up man it's like man, you've really hit the the depths of despair in uh pro wrestling media if you get ditched by sammy callahan <laughs> so <laughs> i got ditched by court bauer once man i think i might be worse yeah 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 but hey, hey guys, um, that is going to do it for us this week. So head on over to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. Catch us over on Patreon. Head over to our YouTube channel. It's the YouTube, the Mike and JD show. We're going to have tons of clips. We're going to have BFI clips coming up, exclusive content, all kinds of stuff uh, coming up. And until next time, mahalo. Uh, uh. Competition's starting to get thick, it's the click So I hope you watch your A-game, A-man No way from the track when we unite and spit This isn't A-game, better bring your A-game Competition's starting to get thick, it's the click So I hope you watch your A-game, A-man No way from the track when we Hey kids, do you like wrestling? Well, we like wrestling too. We are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino kind of doing a lazy river of wrestling criticism, going through the news and whatever happened in stateside television wrestling. And also, you know what? Sometimes we just like to watch old stuff and talk about that too. Love for you to give us a listen. If you haven't already, we are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network.